The text this morning comes from the book of John, chapter 20, verses 24 to 29. Hear the word of God. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have, be, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our creator, our redeemer, and our sustainer. Amen. Amen. Friends, if you watched last week, I, we talked about Jesus appearing to his disciples in the upper room, about how Jesus kept the wounds, kept the, the, the nail marks and the, the, um, the opening in his side, that he kept these even in the resurrection. And so this week we have a text that, that I think we are all familiar with, Doubting Thomas, that one of the disciples was missing when Jesus came to the upper room last week. He was missing and wasn't there. And when the disciples came and told him that they had seen him, Thomas doubted at first. And I have a lot of questions about the text this morning. Where was Thomas last week that, that he missed Jesus? It says all of the disciples were together. All of them were in the upper room except for Thomas who was out. They were all up in the upper room, scared and hiding from the Jewish authorities, scared and hiding from the Roman leaders, scared and hiding that they were going to be next, that, that they were going to be crucified or hunted down. And where was Thomas that he wasn't with the others? Was Thomas an essential employee who had to work that day, even though everyone else could stay behind? Was Thomas chosen to go buy food and, and go to the market and go buy food and bring it back to us? Was, was, Thomas, was Thomas meeting with people that he shouldn't have met with? Were the disciples looking at Thomas and questioning, who were you meeting with? Were you meeting with the Jewish leaders? Were, were you meeting with, with the ones that Judas met with? Why was Thomas not there what if the disciples were, were all sitting in the room looking at each other, wondering who was going to be the next to betray them? Were they asking themselves, is Thomas the next one? Or were they asking themselves, am I the next one? Am I the one who's going to betray my brothers and sisters? Am I the one who's going to put us in danger? Am I the one who is doing all this work? It's interesting, I think, when we, when we think about that upper room, when we think about what it must have been like to be so scared and so worried, I think the, the, the thing that, that stays with me is the simple fact that fear breeds suspicion. 
fear breeds suspicion and fear breeds anger. And so we jump ahead and Thomas, who is not with the other 12, Thomas, who is not with the other disciples, they come up and say, Thomas, we have seen the Lord. And maybe Thomas was suspicious. Maybe Thomas was angry. Maybe Thomas was worried. Maybe Thomas wasn't willing to, to buy into the fervor or the religious fervor just yet. And Thomas says, until I see the Lord, I won't believe. Until I see the Lord has risen, I won't believe. And so Jesus comes to Thomas. Again, he says, shalom, peace be to you all. And then Jesus walks directly to Thomas and says, Thomas, put your hands in my scars. See the holes where the nails left. Put your hand into my side. Thomas, believe. And Thomas in verse 28 says, my Lord and my God. And so Jesus says, because you have seen me, you have believed Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Now, Thomas, I think it's a bad rap. If we remember from last week, if we remember from the text that we saw last week, in verse 20, it says that after Jesus had said, peace be with you, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. The disciples were just like Thomas. At first, they didn't believe that Jesus was there and resurrected. And it's after Jesus shows his wounds that the disciples believe again. And I know we talked about this last week, but I think it's worth repeating that we are not just spirits who are in temporary bodies. We are not spirits who are in these vessels for a short period of time. And then our, our bodies are discarded when we are dead. That when we are resurrected, we are not just resurrected uh, souls. We are not just resurrected for who's inside of us. Our bodies are literally resurrected on that day. It's interesting that Jesus keeps the scars on his body. Jesus doesn't come back in, in glory and wonder. Jesus doesn't come back with a, with a full body or, or the perfect body. Jesus comes back with the memory of the wounds of the crucifixion on his body. Jesus carries the memory of the crucifixion in the resurrection. Jesus carries the memory of the crucifixion into heaven. How similar is it with us that we carry these memories with us? That we carry the memories on our bodies, that we carry the memories in our minds, that when we are resurrected, when we are resurrected, folks, that our bodies will be resurrected too. That our bodies will, will be resurrected. And, and how that works, I don't know. And, and I know that it works uh, if we are cremated or if we are buried whole. I know, I know it works no matter what. But we are resurrected in body and in soul. And on that day, our bodies will still bear the scars and still bear the memories of what we go through in this life. That when we go to heaven, our bodies will still keep the scars and still keep the wounds and still keep the memory of our lives. 
that our lives are not meaningless, that our lives here on earth are not just waiting until we get to heaven, that our, our bodies here on earth are, are worthless and we'll, we will shed them for something better. Our bodies are holy. We are made in the image of God. Our souls are made in the image of God. But so are our bodies. We are the image of God. And on that resurrection day, our bodies will be resurrected. And our bodies will bear the scars of the lives we've lived. When Jesus went into heaven, he carried the memory of the crucifixion. He carried the memory of sin. He carried the memory of violence. And when we are resurrected, when we enter into heaven, our bodies will carry the memory of sin. Our bodies will carry the memory of racism. Our bodies will carry the memory of poverty. Our bodies will uh, carry the memory of inaction and complacency. Our bodies will carry the memory of anger and hatred. And so will everyone else's. I know we've been inside for a while. I know we've been hiding in our upper room for, for weeks now and um, when you watch the news, I, I don't know when we are going to, to go back to normal. And part of me wonders, what will normal look like after this? Because there are very specific things that I think that, that the memory that will come uh, into heaven with us, there are very specific things that are being said out loud that, that I really wonder what is happening. That the economy must be restarted, that, that those who are in... Uh, essential jobs and, and really the essential jobs like like the, the superstore or the supermarket employees, that these men and women who are going to work every day so that we can buy the food that we need to eat, that we can buy food that we can remain alive, that the doctors and nurses and pharmacists and grocery store employees and uh, EMTs and paramedics and police officers, all those who are going to work every day who don't have the ability, that don't have the the freedom that we have, that we can stay in and social distance and stay at home and stay healthy. But it's all of those employees who are not given a, a living wage. All those employees who are given a, a, a minimum salary, uh, the, the federal minimum that they are able to make, and, um, and that that is not enough for them to take care of their families. That we, as, as citizens of this country, that, that we know that there are people in our community that there are people that we rely on in our community that are not paid enough to live a wage that, that they can take care of themselves and their families. And so they must work two jobs. And so they must work three jobs. And so they must work four jobs. That there are those employees, um, and these are the employees that we are talking about, that, that are getting sick and are hiding it because they cannot take a day off from work. That there are companies that are not paying sick time, that are not giving disaster pay, that there are companies out there that, that are just laying people off rather than paying their employees right now. These multinational conglomerates, these people that are making tons of money, um, I'm not talking about small businesses that are struggling themselves. I'm talking about the large companies that are saying, if you need to take a day off, that's your own time and we're not going to pay you. Our bodies will remember our sin our bodies will remember the sin, not, not the sin that I commit against God, not, not when I lie or when I, um, but when I commit the, the, some of the sins that we see in the Ten Commandments. But our bodies will remember the sin that we commit against our neighbor. 
Our bodies will remember the sin of poverty and injustice, of racism, of of times in which we have said that we are more important, that our money is more important than another person's life. Our bodies will remember that sin. We will have that memory of injustice and racism and sexism and classism and ableism and ageism. We will remember those sins when we are in heaven. Our bodies will show the scars of those sins on our bodies when we go and enter into heaven. Our sin, our, our, our sin, our salvation, our holiness that we experience is twofold. There's a personal holiness that, that we all endeavor. We worship, we pray, we read scripture, we, um, we, we enter into honest conversations with, with other Christians. We, we spend time uh, in personal holiness and, and developing ourselves into better Christians. But equally as important and maybe more important is our social holiness is our social holiness and the way that we treat not ourselves but each other and the way that we treat the poor or the hungry or the homeless, the ways that we ignore the sins of humanity against them, the way that, that we just pass a beggar on the street because we don't want to give them money or we don't trust what they're going to do with the money, that we say that there are certain people that do not deserve a living wage, that there are some people that do not deserve health insurance or or time off to recover from from their illnesses or diseases that there are some people whose lives are worthless worthless not worthless but i think sometimes we say both of those that there are some whose lives are worth less than ours our bodies will remember these sins when we enter into heaven our bodies will remember these sins that we have committed and and I know that, that there are many of us, and, and myself included, that say, well, I, I try. I'm trying to do better, but, but we can always do more. We can reach out to, um, to business leaders and to, to government officials. We can reach out and say, you know, enough is enough. We need people to, to be healthy. We need to, to raise the minimum wage. We need to make sure that, that my neighbors and that my brothers and sisters and that, that other children of God have the ability to live life fully. To not be worried that if they get sick that they're going to lose their job and not be able to, to pay for food and not be able to pay for clothing and not be able to pay for utilities or a, or a roof over their head. That we need to go out and, and do whatever we can for, for those who are homeless in our community. That we need to do whatever we can. Our, our bodies will remember this sin. We will remember those among us who, who right now are saying we have to reopen the economy. We will remember that there are, are government officials who, who emptied their, their stock market portfolios right before the, the pandemic occurred, that, that there are some people that are saying that 1% to 2 to 3% is an acceptable loss if we can restart the economy, that there are those out there who are saying that, that the loss of a life is okay as long as, as long as the cure isn't worse than the disease, that the economy must be restarted. Our bodies will remember these Scars. They will remember these sins when we enter into our Father's kingdom. And as Christians, we have to say that, it, that there has been enough. That we are all Thomas this morning, doubting whether or not there is a God, doubting whether or not he has returned, wanting to look into his hands or looking to his side. That we are all Thomas this morning, that we are all disciples this morning, questioning the truth that there is something wrong with this world. 
And that we deserve better, that we want better, that our government and our leaders must do better for us. Our bodies will remember our scars when we enter into heaven. That our time here on earth is not, not temporary. It's not meaningless. It is not just a way station until we get to heaven. That our time on earth is the most important part of what we can do because our scars will be on our bodies for all of eternity. That the scars on our neighbors will be on their bodies for all of eternity. That the way that we treat them today will be on their bodies for all of eternity. We are all guilty. We are all complacent. We are all plagued by inaction. We are all in this together. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, when your son was resurrected and, and showed himself to the disciples, we know that he kept the wounds of violence and injustice on his body. Lord, forgive us that the ways that we, that we act in injustice, the ways that we act in inaction, the ways that we act in complacency, the ways that we further the oppression and the sin against the, the very least of us. Lord, when your son came back, he came back to continue to teach us. He came back to, to keep fixing what was going on because, because we know that it is systemic. We know that it is society. We know that the whole world is sinful and that we contribute to that. And so, Lord, forgive us for our sin. Forgive us for our inaction. Forgive us for our inability. Lord, let us continue. Let us continue to try to be better, that we may bring about the kingdom of God here on earth, that oppression and injustice will end, that, that we will take care of the least among us, that we will take care of those who need taken care of, that, that we will give everyone the kind of life that they deserve. Lord, be with us, be with our time together, be with our time apart, be with all those um, who are on the front lines, all those who are continuing to work, all those who are continuing to be an essential employee, be with all those who are like Thomas this morning, be with all those who are, who are stuck in homes this morning, be with all those who are sick and all those who are, in, um, who are employed, all those who are unemployed, Lord, be with us. Be with us who mourn. Be with us who are worried. Be with us who are stressed. Be with us who have lost our jobs. Be with us who do not know what is happening. Lord, be with us all. We ask all these things in the name of your Son, who came and lived and taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Friends, a couple of quick announcements. We are continuing to work um, here at Broadway in Port Cold, and we are continuing to, to do ministry. 
Um, we've raised uh, money, we've raised food, we, we're finding ways to connect to people. Um, please connect to us. If you need any assistance, please reach out. Um, if, if you have enjoyed this video, please like and, and share um, and, and comment on this video that, that we can connect with you and we know that you are there. Um, friends, we do ask and, and we are continuing to ask if you have been unaffected um, financially to continue in your being faithful in your tithes and offerings. Uh, there's a link in the video description below. Um, please continue to tithe and, and, and to offer um, your gift to God and to the church that we can continue to do work, that we can continue to pay our bills. Uh, but if you are affected financially, if you are affected spiritually, if you are affected, please reach out. Um, we, we will connect you with others. We, we can find ways to reach out to you and to help. Um, whatever we can do, uh, you know, we, we would like to do. Um, so please reach out and continue to reach out. Um, uh, we have a, a couple of prayer concerns to lift up. Uh, Vicki Smith's father-in-law uh, passed away, so we are praying for the family of Donald Smith. Uh, Emma Kimball uh, had a heart attack, is recovering back at Brakeley, uh, but is weak, and, and she would really appreciate a phone call. If you need her number, please reach out to me. We're continuing to pray for Jessica Fishburne and her friend Haley as they are working in New York City, as they are working uh, in, in a hospital out there and, and really providing first-level ER uh, emergency care uh, to those um, who are afflicted with this virus. Uh, and Lord, please, uh, and, and excuse me, friends, uh, please continue to pray for one another. Continue to pray for our community and our world. Um, we need it. Thanks for listening to our sermon this week. This has been a joint Broadway and Port Colden United Methodist Church process. My name is Pastor Jesse, the pastor of Broadway and Port Colden Churches. We hope you've had a great time listening today and have a blessed week as you go about your day. Please think about stopping in and joining us one Sunday. We'd be happy to have you. If you have any questions about the churches, about the message, or anything else that you can think of, please reach out to us at info at broadwaynj.org or info at portcoldenumc.org. Thank you and have a great day.